You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. It's still snowing in Utah. Like it's been snowing for five days. Like five straight <laughs> days. It's okay. Dumping. We got like a quarter inch out there. Except yeah. that. A quarter inch? Yeah. More than that. Except yeah. that I'll let, let all you guys into a secret that you probably already know about because we've hidden that. We tend to record multiple podcasts on the same day. What? Sometimes. Sometimes. That's not true. We get together every morning. <laughs> every morning, 5 a.m. It's 5 podcast time. Yep. So um, so the last few episodes we've talked about avalanche stuff. We're still, we've still got snow on the mind because I woke up to a, a driveway covered in like four inches of snow. You had to shovel. I had to shovel. Because of that, that's all I'm going to think about for the rest of... Uh, Shoveling? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shoveling. Skiing, sorry. Skiing, skiing. Okay. Yeah, well, um, and Chase, is that's all he talk, all he thinks about all the time anyway. About, yeah, year-round. So, yeah. so we were just discussing um, before the podcast, we were talking about some of our most epic ski lines, and we didn't say what those were. We decided to save it for the podcast, but... Okay, so um, if you guys are going to start mentioning like Alaska lines and stuff, I'm out. Like, I can't um, compete. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll keep I'm, those for another podcast. Yeah, I'm also out. Oh, okay, I've never. Okay. So it's not that kind of no line. No, okay. but but kind of like I don't know. We've got some smaller but epic lines in Utah mm-hmm. that uh, that are pretty awesome, and so we the, just keep some the west of side of uh, Ben Loman. Oh yeah. Some great skiing off there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely haven't skied that. That's a that's a big deal. And we've got a couple of friends that have skied it, and that was uh, quite a committing line, mm-hmm. including some rappels and some other things. Yeah, I don't know how fun that looked. Yeah, it looked, looked like a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, it would have <laughs> been it would have been one of those things where you get down and you're like, wow, that was amazing. So that was glad so we awesome. did that. Yeah, but Let's not in do the, it again. <laughs> but while you're doing it, it's not like epic face shots on a steep yeah. awesome no you're line. scared like, to death 90 yeah. percent of the time don't fall don't fall don't fall okay repel yeah. don't fall don't fall don't fall repel okay, don't repel. fall don't fall yeah so exactly um so chase start us out here because you've probably had more epic lines than the rest of us i mean look oh. at his hat his at his hat has an epic line on it it yeah. does yeah. you're right what is that what are you wearing it's a circ hat circ hat okay. apparel. yeah yeah the chris davenport hat um i think Oh, it's so hard like how many hundreds of times have I been skiing and how many hundreds of lines have I skied right but I think there's there's one that sticks out to me we had a day me and Matt were 
Torning. We did Ben Lohman last year. And it was one of those days that the snowpack was just super stable. We woke up in the that morning and had like 12 new inches of snow. And everything was just checking out. It was all just, the snowpack was so solid. And me and Matt are like, alright, let's go. So we, we hit the um, trailhead. I want to say we were there at like 6am. So we were there pretty early. We're like, let's do one lap. And we'll go back. And like, I got to study for an exam. And I got a presentation tonight. And Matt's like, yeah, I, I'm good with just doing a half day. And we went up and did like one little ski down and then we're like, let's go tag Ben Lohman. So we ski up and on the way up we meet this guy um, that was going up to Ben Lohman too. And he's like, you guys want to follow me? We'll ski off the like the head wall. Like, yeah, let's do it. And probably like close to 2,000 vertical feet of just like Blower lower like 2% powder. It was like the greatest, greatest lap I'd done in my whole entire life. And at this point, we're like, all right, it's like getting later in the day. We should probably head back. And Matt looks at me, and the guy looks at me. He's like, you guys ready for another one? We're like, yeah. So we just came back up to the top of Ben Lohman. And we had two laps of just, like, unbelievable. I don't know. What's what's that face off there degree-wise? Um, <clears throat> it's all – it probably averages about 35 with sections of 40. Yeah. Like, it's, so it's pretty fun just, like – Oh, it was some incredible, like, the train wasn't, like, necessarily, oh, this is the most incredible line, but just, like, untouched, tons of vertical. It's actually it was, probably, be like, 38 to 45. Yeah, it's, like, I feel like it's, it's a, little a little steeper, steeper than, over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, But just over the, we got done, and our mustaches are in our goggles, everything's just caked in snow. And you're still and with it, us, so, you know, you must have survived the uh, failing of the test or whatever, the presentation you, you had so to give. So that was the thing, is we, we got to the base that second round, I'm like, crap, I have to be to campus in 30 minutes, and we're an hour away from campus. Oh. So we cruised down, um, got to the car, Matt drove my truck, I'm pretty sure, so I could change. And then after changing, I gave my presentation in my bibs on campus. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, people are people are dressed up, suit and tie to give. This is the are end you of serious? Semest, end of semester. What class was of, this? Um, oh gosh, man, I don't remember. your true self. This is fantastic. <laughs> I show up to class and I am in my ski bibs and my just merino base layer. And I walked in and I'm like, "You guys know me. You know this is how I usually dress." I just got done skiing, and we're going to give this presentation. <laughs> and I got I got an A. I passed. There you wow, go. Wow, look at that. So, but, yeah. So, I mean, when you have a presentation, go skiing go first. Go skiing first, yeah. yeah. I, I had to give it with a partner on the way there. I'm, I didn't, I'm trying to call her, like, hey, I'm going to be late. And, yeah, it was, it was not the greatest circumstance, but, man, the skiing was incredible. Yeah. Totally worth it. Didn't study as much as I should have, but I passed, and... Yeah, it was just some of the best skiing. Then, like, the whole way down from skiing that that line was just great snow the whole rest of the run down to the car. So that's in the backcountry. That's probably, like, again, the train is fun terrain, too. That skiing off the top of Ben Lomond is super fun into that bowl. But it was just, like, the whole, <laughs> that light snow just, it was incredible. Super yeah. fun. Nice. So, yeah, that's that's up there. So I've got probably one of my most epic lines, same place, same location, didn't have blower pal, but did have good <laughs> corn conditions. Okay. Um, skiing off that, <clears throat> sorry, skiing off that northeast face, mm -hmm. um, 
we had I'm trying to think of what time of year it was probably I think it was March um, had perfect corn snow and we were doing like full speed big GS turns down that face for 2,000 feet the whole oh, way and awesome. it's like 40 degree 40 to 45 degree slope um, and we were just hauling well not not we some of us were a few of us were uh, a couple of the guys I was skiing with were like ex ski racers and then I just I like skiing fast especially when the snow's right for it and so I mean we were we were flying down that and it's just a it's an epic place to be beautiful scenery you're up above everything um it was nice and sunny early morning the air was still it was it was awesome so that was one of my epic rides but probably the most epic line i've ever skied and it wasn't necessarily like the technical aspect of it um it was just the location and the day last last run of the day we're skiing at snow basin last run of the day we decided to ski off the backside of snow basin into ogden and um it had it had been snowing all day ski banana shoot no we were um skiing like straight west off of the off of mount ogden okay cool so banana shoots kind of northwest Mm -hmm. um that straight west is just big open yeah oh that's awesome so we had we just gotten we'd gotten some snow that day probably had six inches of fresh snow on top of a, a firm but soft base so we weren't like we weren't um sinking into the base that it was on but it wasn't like ice mm-hmm. um so uh, we were skiing down but it had been snowing all day and then it cleared up up on top so right at the top of the mountain it was clear and sunny but down in the valley over ogden it was cloudy and so you couldn't see any of ogden the sun was starting to set it was it was like shining off of the top of the clouds in ogden below and you kind of had that alpine glow on the snow on the, mm-hmm. the that we were skiing and there were four of us uh i was skiing do you guys know paul booth yes um, the name. so i was skiing with paul skiing with uh nick trina um and a couple others and um so we were all just skiing down this face and it was just surreal it was just like a dream the conditions were soft but fast um the snow wasn't so deep that it was slower like it was fast we were making big big gs turns there as well um and still getting kind of face shots at at times um so we skied down that whole face and then we dropped off skiers right to the north into taylor canyon got another north facing shot where the snow was deeper and softer there and so we skied down some steeper uh more technical lines with deep snow down into taylor canyon and then if you've ever skied with Paul um, down Taylor Canyon, um, he's he's got that that trail memorized. So you're on single track trail. You have to kind of ski through and hope not to like nail somebody or a tree. There's not much room for cutting speed or anything like that. But he's skied that so much that he has like the whole thing memorized. He knows where to go fast, where to where he can cut speed and stuff. And he gets down through that so fast. And the rest of us, I mean, it's just like almost impossible to keep up. Not only that, but he's a really good skier. Um, so the whole the whole ski down that mountain was epic. The upper part was super scenic and just incredible skiing. That that middle section on that north face was deep and steep, and then. 
the bottom section was like skiing for your life. Um, <laughs> but we got to the bottom, and his his house is right there at the bottom of, uh, tw- or at the top of Twenty Seventh Street. So we got to the bottom, jumped in his car, drove back up to Snow Basin to pick up our our cars, and that was like the very best way to end a ski day that I've ever had. And it was probably maybe the most epic, maybe one of the most memorable ski lines I've ever had just because it was, it was like a dream. I've skied steeper lines. I've skied scarier lines. I've skied deeper lines, but that one was just like, everything was, was perfect. Everything was just right. That's sweet. I want to do that. The other, uh, another line I was skiing with a buddy of mine, Seth, we were, um, we were up at Snow Basin, and we were just skiing kind of side country lines. And you know the sister chutes mm-hmm. on that south south end? Well, we had hiked up over the sister chutes, and on the far south end, there's kind of an open face that goes into a gully mm-hmm. and switch out the bottom. And um, So this was epic because this was, you know, this was back before I did a ton of backcountry skiing, and I wasn't particularly smart. Um <laughs> And so Seth skied that section first, and it's this upper section that's probably 40 degrees, 30, 35 to 40 degrees. And then it steepens out into a goalie. You have to kind of make a, a skier left-hand turn. Um, this goalie, it's like, how do, I, how do I explain this? If you go straight down the goalie, um, it, and you don't make the left-hand turn, you go over cliffs that are probably 50 to 80 feet high. Pretty, That's pretty high. Pretty big cliffs. Um, but if you if you make a couple of turns going down through that and you hang a skier's left, then you can kind of, you just drop out maybe with like an eight foot drop at the bottom um, onto a, a pretty safe slope, an easy slope, mellow slope. So we're going down and my buddy Seth goes first and he's on his snow, snowboard. And he starts heading down, and we had been skiing everything all day together for the most part. We weren't really taking a lot of turns. We didn't think too much about the avalanche danger, that the conditions were pretty stable. And we also were, I was a little bit, that was before I really understood how dangerous things could be. So he takes off down, and as he's going, I let him get a ways down the hill, and then I start going after him, and I make a turn and cut off a small slab. It was mostly like slough, but it was gathering snow as it was going down right behind him. And he's just getting to the kind of the the narrower chute where he has to make that critical left-hand turn. Otherwise, he goes over the cliffs. And this snow is kind of barreling down on him. So I yell <coughs> to him as loud as I can, and he looks up and sees all this snow coming at him. And he, I remember he just like almost straight lined it down that goalie made that hard left turn and came flying out the bottom of that chute and that snow missed him he he beat the snow through that goalie but it went flying over that cliff and stuff and i just thought oh my gosh i almost like killed my buddy or took out one of your own or there. uh yeah. well friendly whatever. fire <laughs> so i came skiing down after him and man it was an awesome line really cool line but i got to the bottom and i was like dude i'm so sorry he's like and he doesn't get scared very easily. He's one of the best snowboarders I've ever skied with. Um, and not much phases him, but he's like, oh, man, I thought I was toast. Oh, man. Um, just because, and actually, he probably would have been fine because that 60, 70, 80-foot cliff that he would have gone over, he would have landed in softer snow. 
He may have gotten hurt. I don't think he would have been killed, but it was still. Like That's a, scary, though. Still scary. Yeah. So since then, that was a, a big learning experience for me to just take turns and <laughs> not get over eager. Don't die. Don't, don't <laughs> kill your buddies. And That's yeah. a good experience for me to like, don't die. And calm yeah. down a little bit. Yeah. So uh, trying to think other epic lines. Oh, so is that the is that the topic epic lines? Is it epic lines? Yeah, yeah. we yeah. could make that the topic. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I have a, I have like a my my best my most coherent ski memory is not necessarily an epic line. You know you know yeah. what I mean? Um, no, share it though. Um, <clears throat> so I had uh, I'd never been skiing, but I was I was really I was like four years old. And my dad passed, and my mom's friend took me skiing, and took me as Becker Snow Basin, and there's, and so I remember, I remember that, I mean, for those who are, who are, do the cat track on there, know like the turn there, and then you come out, and it kind of opens up or whatever, and I remember skiing that as a kid, and and him telling me, oh, because a lot of people say, that, oh, you're natural, you're, you, know, you got this, like pizza, you do the whole thing, right, the wedge thing, yeah, pizza, pizza. and I, I remember it so clearly, and thinking how much, how much fun that was, like, I remember, it, so thank you, uh, Bob Miller, who he was the, I just saw him in Yellowstone this spring, actually, he's, uh, lives in Montana now, but he's the one who, who taught me that day how to ski, how nice. to ski. It was, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was crazy. And I was four years old. I mean, I wonder now if kids remember. Our rep in our store last night was telling us how he takes his three-year-old up. And I'm like, to me, my kids, I can't do it. It's too young. I can't yeah. do it. They're four or five years old before I take them up there just because. And he even said last night, he's like, yeah, we get them all dressed up. Get them all the stuff in, and we get to the, and they're and they're done. Like they don't even, I can't even get them to the lift, and they're like, ah, oh, Dad, I'm, I think we're done. <laughs> like it's right. like, where's the hot chocolate? Yeah, where's the hot chocolate? Because the three is pretty young, but I but I was four, and I think four between four and five. It depends on the kid too. Between four, you used to finally get a little, you know, gutsy or whatever, and then you. But most kids don't remember what. Like, how many memories do you have at that young? That's pretty young. Yeah. But I, that one sticks out to me, and, I, and so now. You know, I was able to take my daughter on that, and that's when it was like, okay, this is at one time years ago, and we won't talk about how many years. Uh, I was as small as her, cruising down on the same area. So when she was able to ski it, and I was the dad, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's totally. sweet. That's my favorite line. Yeah, heck yeah. And that's it's like a cat track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. awesome though. Heck that, yeah. That's what really matters. I mean, that. <clears throat> my first day skiing was at Nordic Valley. As it should be. Right. Didn't I was 10 years old. I was skiing with my cousin. That um, was like my second day skiing, which was probably 10 years, 20, 10 years later. 20 years ago, right? Uh, no, I, sorry, because we didn't go, because we moved to Dallas, and you, you know, ski Dallas, hashtag. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ski Fort Worth. Uh yeah, it wasn't a thing. And then, so when we would come visit, and finally when we moved back, um, I was older, and and then my uncle took it. And we, yeah, you go to you go to Nordic. Yeah. That's what you do. So I was 10. My cousin, who was 16, was a real avid skier, and he wanted to go skiing. I wanted to go. I'd never done it before, so he took me up to Nordic. And um, learning on the bunny hill, 
learned how to turn left, but left of the bunny hill is the sledding hill. And it wasn't a sledding hill back then. It was just uh, a field. Just a field. Yeah. But it was fenced off. So I learned how to turn left, but then I was heading toward the fence and I started panic and didn't know how to turn right. So I just turn like, left harder and go up the hill. <laughs> well, I should have, <laughs> but I just saw the fence and like straight lined it right into the fence, Ooh, like yeah. going full speed and took out about a hundred feet of worth of <laughs> rope. <laughs> and, uh, I climbed back out and like stuck one of the, one of the fence posts back in and yeah. kept going. Nobody knows. Yeah. yeah. So you're still looking for him. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, I was hoping you would tell me you went left so hard that you just did a circle <laughs> and then you just did left hand turned circles all the way down the mountain. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah. No, I, I just took out the fence, but <laughs> so you're speaking of like memorable first time experiences. Yours is way cooler than mine, but that's my, my first time. That's pretty funny. I do. I Chase do. was doing backflips his first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chase. Yeah. I was four. I wish I could remember. I remember. Do you remember my first day? We went up to Snow Basin, and we put our ski boots on. And I was like, "These things suck." <laughs> and my dad said, "Before you can ski, I learn how to walk in these." So he made us walk up and down the snow. Oh man, in our ski boots. But where the brutal where the, where the little cat lift is right now? Yeah, it should be that hill right there. Yeah. We just walk. I remember walking up and down that in our ski boots today. I'm like, this is the worst. And then we put our skis on, and we had to learn how to hike and like, walk in our skis. So we sidestepped up the hill, sidestepped down, sidestepped oh. up. Well, that's why you're such a good skier. Yeah, you started at the fundamentals. <laughs> and then we went to ski school. My dad's like, I'm not teaching you anything else. You can go to lessons. And I went to lessons after that. And I don't, I don't remember much. You have a good that. dad. I do. Yep. He was he was smart. He's like, I'm not going to teach you. I'll let someone else teach you. So smart. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm going to do with my kids. Yeah, we. So, so we took. I put uh, my girl Isla in a in a class a couple t- couple times before I'm like, okay, I'll take you on the next one. One because I was tired of paying. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not, it's not and two, when as soon as they get the like, you can turn and do the basics. It's like, yeah. all right, let's. I can take you the rest of it. But I snowboard now. I couldn't do the ski thing with her, so she had to learn the basics because I can't it's just harder on a snowboard yeah. I watch parents do it all day long up at Basin and I'm like oh yeah no that's not that doesn't look fun to me <laughs> so pass. yeah and I just I do I watch these parents and you know to each their own but they take up these little tiny kids and they've got them on the leash or whatever <laughs> it makes me laugh I'm like if that's if that's fun, if the kids having fun cool I as a parent I don't know if that's very it's fun terrible. you know yeah. yeah so I'm like I, I think I think it's probably best if both parties are having a good time. And when the children are just a, a little bit older, four or five, yeah. um, the, maybe the parents don't suffer as much. I don't know. No, I, I agree. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not there yet, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to teach my kids. I think because I, I feel like I'm not a parent, but they're going to listen to better to someone who's not their father. <laughs> who's like, um, maybe not, but Someone who's just as they're a ski instructor, so they teach me how to ski. I don't know. We'll we'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I can't wait for that I'm, one. I'm a, I'm a few years away from that one. Yeah. No, I I uh, I've taken my kids skiing and they they're terrified. So we haven't gotten <laughs> we haven't gotten past just the little magic carpet thing. And uh, we tried to put our oldest in ski school last year, and he wouldn't have it. So we're gonna give it a couple years before we try again. Yeah. So, and I didn't start skiing until I was ten, and I was, I, I was fine. So I you learn really fast when you're young, and that's where like, 
if I think if you're a parent and you're like, oh, my kid's behind because he's three and a half and hasn't learned to ski yet, okay, <laughs> I think you're going to be all right. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. Be he okay. can still turn pro. I'm, and that that'd be an interesting study is to see how many like Olympic skiers or whatever like started at age five and six and seven, or if they all start at one and a half, two years. You know, yeah. Oh, I can walk. All right, I got a pair of skis for you. <laughs> yeah. I was one. I was talking to one of the ski school instructors at Snow Basin, and she said, "We don't see a difference between a kid that starts skiing at three and a kid that starts skiing at six. Really? I said, "Yeah, the one that started at three versus the one at six. There's a difference for like the first half little, of the season. A little while, yeah. By the end of the first season, they're on level. Same page. Pretty much. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I said definitely by the end of the second season, they're every bit as good. There's no. Well, yeah, you mature differently, and they. Yeah, that's, in, that's interesting. I was skiing up at Snow Basin with the Flying Kangaroos, yep. the, the women's uh, Olympic aerial team from Australia. Which, by the way, when you are uh, in – my, my uh, da- daughter loves it when you're in line behind them because they start talking to each other and they have an accent. <laughs> yeah. Isla looks at me with wide eyes like, oh, really? Yeah. Australian ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what blew me away is – so we split up into two groups, the more advanced group and the newer group, um, because we were there was a group of us up there skiing with them. And so I was skiing with the more advanced group, and we're like skiing all the most aggressive lines of snow basin and having a great time skiing powder and everything. And I start asking them, so how long have you been skiing? And I'm assuming they've been skiing their whole life because they're really good skiers. And this girl's like, oh, this is my second year. Oh, this is my... This is my third year, and then one's like, I just started skiing this year, so I've been. So and she's on the for ski three team? Or whatever. She's on the aerial ski team. They're what? all gymnasts. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're yeah, all yeah. gymnasts that they teach yeah, to ski. A, yeah. And um, so one of them's like, Yeah, I've been skiing for three months, and I'm like, Holy smokes, they're killing, killing it. I'm skiing wow. everything comfortably and, and aggressively. They and drop out of the sky at like how many feet and then land and. Yeah, like 50 feet. After doing like uh, how many foals? Yeah. 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 So anyway, it blew me away, but they said that the key to them is, first of all, they're athletic and they've got good balance and stuff. They've got really good instruction, and then they're skiing like five days a week. Yeah. And so within a, sing- a single season, they go from never skied to like really Olympics. So gymnasts skiers. have a uh, body, gymnasts, dancers, they have body awareness too. So, and they take direction well. So if you give direction as far as the you know lean on this hill or do that or whatever they can they'll pick it up really quick i'm, right. I'm assuming yeah so it was interesting but epic lines yeah right. cool well thanks for joining us for the podcast um if you enjoy the podcast make sure to click subscribe and also leave us a nice review please so that others can find us and and will want to listen um also like us on facebook follow us on instagram at gear underscore three zero and visit our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And uh, you can check out our deals of the week. You can check out all the new winter gear that we have for this season so that you can, you too can have super epic lines this season. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Whoop.